Welcome to Cinema Tea with JV. Every episode, I'm going to pour myself a cup of tea, and I'm going to talk about a movie that I watched. So, come and join me. Pour yourself a cup of tea, sit back, and listen to this episode of Cinema Tea with JV. What is up, y'all, and welcome back to Cinema Tea with JV. So, I am once again coming to you from my car. I am drinking a bubble tea. Uh, This one is pineapple-flavored, which is honestly genuinely delicious. Um, Now, okay, I'm in my car at the moment, and I'm, I'm trying to keep this as short as possible because it is, like, 90 degrees today, Um, but... I wanted to record just my initial thoughts because it has been roughly about, I want to say, 48 hours since I finished Stranger Things Season 4, Part 1. Now, I've got some thoughts, I've got some opinions, and I just, like, I, I wanted to let it marinate a bit instead of immediately coming on here and talking about what I liked, what I didn't like, all of that. Um, So that I could, you know, really sit with it and think about, like, this has stayed with me since I finished it, this hasn't, like, all of those things. Um, 48 hours has passed, and I feel like that's enough time. Um, I had a lovely moment where I met met another human being on a beach, which I thought was lovely, um, who was asking me uh, what I thought about the season, and but had not yet finished the season, which I thought was real fun, because I had to be like, because they started asking me questions about who certain people were, and I had to be like, ooh, girl, I, you, mm, 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 I I don't want to tell you yet, but I could. Anyway, um, so let's get into it. I'm going to let you know right now. I'm going to spoil things because that's just the nature of um, this show being a bit of a mystery. So um, if you don't want this to be spoiled for you, um, I will summarize it with this, which is, I enjoyed this a fair bit. Um, I enjoyed this a fair bit. So make of that what you will. You may choose to want to then continue on to watch the rest of it. That is fully up to you. Um, I personally would recommend watching the whole thing because I thought it was actually more well done than a lot of previous seasons, um, or at least the last two seasons, I think it was better done than the last two. Um, maybe that's, maybe that's just me, but, like, there was something about the last season that just didn't quite hit for me. Well, I guess it did, but, like, there were parts of it that did and parts of it that didn't. Maybe I'll do another one where I review the first three series, um, the first three seasons of the show, but from this point forward, spoilers abound for Stranger Things, so, um, go see it if you want to. Yes, the episodes are long. Honestly, the, they don't feel nearly as long as they seem, um, and yeah, just go and check it out. Okay, so, um, now, spoilers abound. So, uh, I, the Vecna storyline of it all, I will be quite honest with you, as a person who prides myself on being able to follow a story pretty well, and, like, 
knowing that, um, and like being able to follow a mystery pretty well, usually, um, with the last few, actually, interestingly, we will also be covering another movie that was also a mystery um, later this week, um, because I'm deciding I'm doing, like, TV Tuesdays or whatever the hell, um, and that's what this is. But, um, so, anyway, just for context as to why we're covering this today versus covering, um, like, a movie or whatever, um, one might argue that this is just a very long, drawn-out, like, movie from the 80s, which is fair. Um, But what I think is really, really interesting about the mystery that is at the center of this show, which is, who is Vecna? Why are there things from the underground that are still, or from from the upside down that are still coming back into this universe? And like, what the fuck is the deal with all of this? Because Elle was only able to open this at a certain point but like these things have been happening for years since years upon years before the underdark was a thing or not i keep calling it the underdark can you tell i've played dnd god damn um i keep calling it the underdark what i fully absolutely do not mean the underdark i mean the upside down the one could argue in theory that it is a little bit underdark ask but um whatever that the like, who is doing this and, like, who is at the core of this mystery? I will be so very, very honest that when they told me who, like, because they tell you low-key who it is real fucking early. Like, they really do tell you who it is extremely early. And I think there are several reasons that I don't think I quite caught who it was. One, um... The actor they had playing the adult version of this character is ex- like looks extremely different than the child they had playing the earlier version of this character. Um, they also tried to like they tried to say like when they said that that child was sensitive, that was the moment at which you were supposed to connect with that and be like, oh, sensitive. So you mean he has a connection to this like weird power or whatever. Um, Not that he can, like, build a new entire universe, but that he has, like, a lot of power and, like, can do wild, bizarre, like, supernatural things. Um, Like, he is sensitive to the world around him, therefore meaning he might be able to, like, whatever, deal with, like, a possessed-ass house or make a house seem a little bit more possessed. Um, and has a fascination with spiders, which I also think is bizarre, but very interesting. Um, so like looking at the, at the way that that was handled, I was like, Ooh, oh, bitch, the reveal, like the reveal at the end was one where I was like, oh fuck, I really did like miss out on the, like the lines that were very specifically written and delivered in a very specific way, I missed that. I missed the way that those were delivered, even though I was paying very close attention to what was going on. Um, I missed what, like, what they had said, like, which is that that character was still alive, but in a critical state, and then died off screen, which is a wholly different thing to a character... um, That's a wholly different thing to a character dying 
like on screen. Like if a character dies on screen and you see them die or you see their corpse, that's how you know what happened to them. Like that's how you know all of what went down. Um, and I guess it also helps that it made, it helped them figure out the connection, like the L's connection to, um, to the upside down and why she has that connection in general, why she has the abilities that she does. It explains that a little bit more, which like, yes, we understood that that project formed. We never understood why that project was there. I really think they did a great job like fleshing out the larger sections of the universe here that like are questions that we've had for a very long time. I could see, um, I don't, I don't believe, I think they said there was one more season after the end of uh, season four, part two. I think that's what they said. Um, I think there was a season five, but I'll be honest, they could, in theory, fully wrap up this entire-ass show after next season. Like, after the second half of the season drops. That could wrap the show, because they have now put a full bow around that, like, the creation of this alternate universe and this place um, and this large monster and how that monster came to be. They could easily, like... They could easily figure all of, like, sort out the last bit of story and make the story just come to a satisfying conclusion at the end of the full season four. Um, I am not sure quite how I feel about the way that they are staging these two release points. I think because the episodes were a little bit longer, they wanted to separate them out. Or at least if I'm being, like, if I'm trying to figure out their logic and reasoning, which I'll be honest is a thing that doesn't always make a lot of sense to try to do, um, I can understand why they would separate it out like this. But um, I don't know, man. It's just really... I liked that reveal. That reveal is very powerful and strong to me. I think it is... Okay, now going into some character things, I think it was interesting to, um, I'm really glad that they kept our, our, everyone's favorite lesbian character from this show. I'm glad that they kept her around and I'm glad that they're making her friends with more than just one person in the main crew. Um, I do think that she's really interesting and I like her a lot. I really liked that her speech when she was talking to that dude, to that doctor, when she, like, had to improvise that whole thing. I thought that was so cool. (laughs) I just liked that a lot. Maybe that's just my love of the theater kid in, like, coming out in some weird way, but I don't know. I really liked that part. I thought that was really clever and really cute, um, and just, I don't know. I liked that bit a lot. I thought that was really fun. Uh, I think that, um, I, ooh, I loved that episode that was solely focused on Max because I do often, I did for like the last few seasons feel like they added Max to this thing because they needed an additional girl, but they didn't really do a whole lot with her. And I felt like that was a disservice. Like they didn't, like, that was a disservice to that character. That character deserved more than to just be like, that ancillary part of the crew that everyone is being weird about because hormones and teenagers and whatever. Um, and I truly did think like, nah, this girl deserves better. She deserves like more than what she's been given. Um, and I think using her as the, like the part of the group that is motivating everybody. So the part of the group that everybody 
is finally shown to like really truly care about I think is really really nice um also I will say it had that scene y'all know me y'all know me by now I have that thing about scenes between parents and children where there is a difficult conversation and like the stakes are high so that conversation she had with her mom that wound up being an illusion Ooh, that fucked with me initially. I started crying and then immediately stopped as soon as that, like, as soon as it was revealed to be um, a Vecna illusion. Um, I will say, actually back to Vecna a little bit, I do think that um, that the reveal, or like, not the, not the reveal, it's the, the trait that the show has of like, naming these monsters from the Upside Down after, um, characters from Dungeons and Dragons. I I get why they do that. I'll be honest, I think that that has a little bit run its course when we know that the source of that thing is human. Like it becomes less of a like, oh, this is a human from our realm who is in the like who is in the upside down. So, I'm hoping that they now stop calling it Vecna because that's a very specific like D&D like monster or whatever. And like now they go to like, okay, let's start talking about, like, let's start calling this something completely different. Um, let's call this person by their name. Um, and like, there's something about that that I think is, I don't know. I, I was a little bit annoyed by it. I know that I saw a couple of my friends on Twitter who were also kind of annoyed by that, um, sort of continued, uh, what's the word? by that sort of continued insistence on that trope that they're using. But at the same time, it's one of those tropes that is a practical trope. It's a trope that is saying, hey, we're doing this because these are also still children, and these are children fighting an ungodly monster. So they obviously are going to have to contextualize that in such a way that they're like using this game that they've played I apologize for the truck noises. Again, I'm in my car and I'm actually in my work parking lot at this point. So sorry about it. Um, But like the way, like it makes sense in terms of like the trauma, like why these kids wouldn't necessarily be as dramatically traumatized by this as other children would because they contextualized it like they would in a game. Um, are they still a little traumatized? Absolutely. They're fucking children. Of course they're going to be traumatized by this shit. But like, there's, they're still, um, I don't know. I liked that a lot. I also found it interesting, uh, that this, um, that this season we're getting a lot of the group separated into its disparate parts. I think there's something really fascinating about the way that that is done, um, here. So, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Like, that was certainly an interesting way to go about it. Um, it wasn't necessarily my favorite way to do that, but also based on the time at which they were filming, they would sort of have no choice but to separate people out the way that they did. If they didn't, it would be, um, it would have been really dangerous to keep filming at that point. So I'm glad that they did separate out the, the kids and the adults the way that they did, it does make for those scenes where um, where people do come together, it makes those feel a lot more strong and powerful. Um, and, like, having the group separated out the way that it did, like, it, it makes sense, is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Um, I think that 
the way that this was filmed, it was really well done. Um, it was really interesting. Um, I appreciated that warning at the beginning of the show about the uh, the uh, deceased children. I did really genuinely appreciate that as a warning, um, even though they did film it a year ago and like them acknowledging like what was going on, be it like at the time of release. Um, which, if you're listening to this far in the future, um, it was the uh, shooting in was the school shooting in Texas that um, was really really bad and, um, really, like, has fucked a lot of us up, I think, like, in a way that, like, only, like, in a way that, like, a lot of sort of mass shootings sort of don't, like, this in particular, the way that this shooting happened and the way that the, that it was covered in the news, it was at an elementary school, and the fact that, like, we keep having these shootings at elementary schools is really, like, really should be an indication that we should stop this, um, that we should do something, which is firmly where I stand on it, which is that things need, like, things need to fucking change. Clearly, whatever is going on currently is not good enough. Um, as far as what that change is, gun control sounds like a great idea. I just want to know what that actually is, um, because there's a way in which that is a practical thing and a way in which that is just a pie-in-the-sky pipe dream that doesn't work. You know what I mean? So, like, I need to, like, logistically know the ways in which that would happen um, for me to be on board with that, and I need to hear what the plan for that would be. Uh, So whatever people have in terms of, like, suggestions as to what proposed ideas for that are that are, you know, able to be supported, please let me know, because I would love to actually hear about that. Um, Anyway, I appreciated them letting them know, letting everyone know um, that content warning at the beginning of the show. I think that was really a very necessary thing that they did, and I'm glad that they did it. Um, okay, so there is a thing that is happening in this season that I called back in season two, after they got that little boy out of the out of the upside down. I fucking called that his relationship with his friend would wind up being a gay relationship. I called that, or rather more accurately, that one of them was going to be gay and it was likely the one that had, that was coming back, um, into this new friend group and new dynamic. Um, however, I will say, I think they're being a little bit chicken shit about it. And admittedly, like, admittedly with the ages that they are it kind of makes sense that they would behave this way about it but at the same time girlies um we did just get heartstopper so why are you doing it like this like you like there's a there's a realm well i okay actually let me back that up a little bit I will say i think it makes sense for the the kids to be acting the way that they are namely due to the fact that they are all still friends, um, and that the friend that this boy is attracted to more than anyone else is literally dating his other best friend and, like, almost sister at this point. So, of course, he's not just going to come out and say, like, I, like, I'm attracted to you and therefore I'm gay and all of these other things just overtly and, like, do all of that. But it was... Like, it, I also hate them doing this coded thing of, like, they're not going to tell us that that's what's going on, 
but that's what's going on. And I think naming that that is happening by him maybe telling any of the other people, like by him having a conversation with any other fucking person, I think like having that one scene would make this whole thing make a lot more sense. Like him talking to, um, oh, I guess the only people that he's run in. It also feels weird because it's like, when would he have time to talk to somebody? Like, and who would he talk to? I would say to talk to, uh, to talk to the older brother would make the most sense. Um, I think that that would be the person to talk to about this. But realistically, I think the pe- the two people who need to have this conversation are um, the lesbian and the now very gay child. I just think that those two people are the two people who need to talk to each other so that they understand, like, because those are the two people who understand each other. However, they're separated by the nature of the plot of this show. So hopefully the plot will have that group of kids going back to Hawkins pretty soon. Um, because I just think that we deserve that. And I think that's the that's the way that that story, like, has some form of satisfying, not admission, that's the wrong word, um, but has, like, a satisfying, um, conclusion to it, uh, so, yeah, I guess, like, because this is only half of a season so far, I'm going to hold off on, like, actually, like, judging the show fully, because this is only the first half, so we will tune back into this in June for a full, or sorry, in July, I believe they said, like, I think it was the first week of July or whatever. So tune back in in the first week of July when I will actually deliver a full rating for this show. But suffice it to say, I enjoy what we've gotten so far. I do feel weird about separating it the way that they did, but I guess that makes sense based on, like, the length of episodes and, like, all of that. Oh, also the Russian storyline was insane. Like, <laughs> like I don't know how else to say that. The whole Russian fucking storyline is bizarre as shit, but I love it. And it is, like, it, it's one of those things of they're going back and testing all, or, like, going back to their roots of, like, these different tropes and, like, going in and digging into those tropes a little bit more. And this is a certainly a type of trope from that time period. And I don't hate it. I think it's really fun. Um, there's something about it that just is fun and exciting. So, you know, I'm good with that. Uh, anyway, with all of that said, I do recommend checking this out. And I hope that this next half of the season does not disappoint in terms of what they've already delivered versus what we still might have coming down the pike. Anyway, dear lovely listeners, be well, do as much good work as you possibly can, and of course, as always, stay safe out there.